And now, Hangar 56 Media presents Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The man comes around, Zuckerman. When the man comes around. Listen to Johnny Cash. The hairs on your arm will stand up. I just wrong in my head. At the terror And it was not this one. And in each sup. It's good. Will you partake of that last offered cup? Or disappear into the potter's ground? When the man comes around. All right, we better stop playing that. How about hi Zuckerman? Yes, sir. Well, let me tell you why I'm playing that. I, I got. I don't know if you know. I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. I didn't know. And that. I've been thinking about this song. Obviously, what it's about when the man comes around. The man is around. <laughs> the man is around. The man is around. The man is around. It's like. It's like. Yes. It's like <laughs> the Lord of the Rings. Darkness is falling. Darkness is fallen. You know, I was thinking back a couple weeks ago when Tom. Papa came in, remember, and he yeah. was a little hesitant about shaking yeah, hands, and he said, he was "Silly." Every, you know, we're all going to know someone who died from this. Well, it, it already happened to me. You know, uh, Hal Wilner, a yep. friend of mine uh, from Saturday Night Live, and uh, the musical genius behind Night Music with David Sanborn, and he knows our mutual friend Jeff Greenberg, yep. worked down at the Village. He passed from this thing. Uh, SNL did a great tribute to him, so I'm not going to. Uh, add one to it but you guys should really check out um what they didn't cover is how was like the musical genius behind night music with david sanborn so he was the guy um this is a show that was on the air you might not even know this show we call it the star trek of music shows lauren michael produced it it was one of my first gigs i was like a writer's assistant and then um uh a writer's i think a, i think a writer no maybe a writer's assistant who could write but i wasn't the writer, but maybe it was my first writing gig. I don't know. I'll go back and look at the credits. But we had, you know, Eric Clapton and Robert Cray, uh, Sonny Rollins, Miles Davis. Hal was the guy who made sense of it all. Hal came in and said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers and Screaming Jay Hawkins. And, you know, we're gonna, they're going to do this song. And forgive me, I don't know these songs. This was 20 years ago, but the word eclectic. That's where I learned the word eclectic. And he it was had from, encyclopedic knowledge, and he knew what a mashup was before anybody else knew what a mashup was. He just knew how to combine musicians. You know, you know, I went to Berkeley College of Music. I, this was one of my first gigs. I was in heaven working on this show, and Hal, he was just such a great guy. Just a great guy. Sad to lose him. Um, it's a bummer. It's on my mind, Zuckerman. All this death is on my mind. Um, as you know, I uh, 
I follow that next door app a lot. It's oh, almost as entertaining. Oh. I want to tell you this, so listen to this. You're going to like this. Next door, uh, I probably read as much as I read Twitter. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you looking at right now? I want to tell you this story. I'm listening to okay. you. I want you to hear I'm this. Li- I am listening I want, your, I want your unfiltered reaction to I, it. It's okay? always going to be unfiltered. So, um, you know, not surprisingly, there's not a lot of uh, people talking, a lot of fearful people. And if you don't know what Nextdoor is, let me set that up. Sorry. It's Facebook for your neighborhood. You put in your address and it opens up the next three streets. And then in some cases, the rest of the city for some of the posts. So you just hear from your neighbors and post stuff about your neighbors. And unlike Twitter and Facebook, they have rules, codes of conduct. Can't insult the idiot lady. No, you can do that. You can. (laughs) If you're clever. But you can't. You know, you can't troll. Talk, you can't really talk about national issues. It's only neighborhood issues. So who? somebody's dog is going to the bathroom. It's great. And those of you who have it, you're nodding. Yes, we love it. It's wildly entertaining to see how nutty your neighbors are. I've mentioned before the number of people in my neighborhood who have large uh, uh, land tortoises that get lost. <laughs> I had no idea. Anyway. And there's always a Mrs. Kravitz. If there's, you remember. Uh, there's tons of them. So, you know, not surprisingly these days with co- coronavirus is very entertaining. There's a lot going on, a lot of people who need help and they you need paper towels and you know, I actually you know, I actually I had a a little bit of a, a stock of Lysol spray and I helped some strange lady out and dropped off I some Lysol, your Lysol at got her ripped gate. Off. What's that? I thought your Lysol got ripped off. No, no, I have a nice I'm really good at hunting. My car hunting skills have come into usage here with supplies, with foraging, (laughs) and I managed to come into a a large quantity of Lysol disinfectant, which I've shared with some of my neighbors who I don't even know. Anyway, not the point of the story. Um, Some of them are into conspiracy theory, like this 5G, and, you know, one lady posted, you know, the coronavirus and its relation to the G5, which I couldn't resist telling her what G5 was, which is a, you know, a consortium of Latin American countries. <laughs> anyway, that stuff gets it gets taken off immediately. It's really satisfying. They don't allow any of the crazy on there. It's only the local stuff. But back to Johnny Cash. A, a woman, a well-meaning woman in one of the neighborhoods somewhere said, I don't want to be posted. Don't, please don't take pictures of me. It's annoying. Uh, we're all fat. You're we're really ugly. Weird. Just listen. I'm listening. You're like a child. It's like it's trying to wrangle my third child, Zuckerman. She said, and this is the part I want you to hear. I'm listening. Okay. All right. She said, uh, let's have a neighborhood sing-along on Zoom, on the app. What songs would you like to sing, right? So people are... People <laughs> I are, hurt myself today. <laughs> people are putting, people are putting uh, Amazing Grace. Oh, God. People are putting all of these well-meaning songs. And then the trolls, the neighborhood trolls. There's like a bunch of apartments in the middle of Brentwood and all the cool kids are there. And they're like, hey, how about It's the End of the World? And you know it. Well, not bad. Little soon, she's saying, and Bad Moon Rising. Maybe not one guy writes, how about Don't Fear the Reaper? <laughs> right? Now I'm really laughing. This is why I love Next Door. And I make, I put it on my calendar. I go, I'm going to tune in for this sing-along. They've compiled like 50 songs. All you're going to do is hit the link on the Saturday night, and we're going to hear, we're all going to sing together. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> Can you believe this? So stuff? fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm listening to this story. You're making me pay attention to this. Now, Keep going. Saturday. Okay. Saturday comes along, and of course, I'm watching. You know, my brilliant friend and and Homeland and all the great shows. The real entertainment. I forget to do this, but this morning I checked in with Next Door, and not surprisingly, the Zoom sing along did not go well. There was a post there with a woman who said, look, uh, well, it didn't work out as planned. We had 20 people on screen. Nobody was singing in sync. We were all just looking at each other. Nobody knows each other. <laughs> well, let's try it again. And this time, one person will sing the song to all of us. Oh. I don't know where this is going other than... The simultaneous next door thread of at six o'clock, let's all do the howl in the neighborhood. Let's all drive. There's all of this stuff going on that we need to put a stop to, right? We we don't need the Zoom sing alongs. They're weird to me. I, I don't I don't like these uh these howls. Do you know what these are? No. There's a bunch of kids get together and, and, and all make noise. And what happens is everybody else is like, what the fuck is going on? There's suddenly people are like, what's all this beeping and yelling? We're all, we're all on the edge. So let's stop. Let's not sing along. Leave that to Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa on James Corden did an incredible sing along with what her is, band. What is a Dua Lipa? Yes. She's a, you should look her up. You would like her. I understand. She's I an incredible pop talent who you won't know how talent she, talented she is until she gets I on Zoom and James Corden, and she manages to show her star power singing. The, na the name just makes me think of things. Dua Lipa? Yes. Yes. It does. She has a very nice Dua Lipa yes, as well. exactly. She does. Now, yes. When you were going to play a song, here's what I was thinking you were going to play for us today. I was thinking that you were going to play the Oncola Man. Remember Baron Samity? No. You don't remember this 7-Up guy that was the voodoo priest? No. Oh, I'm oh yeah, yeah, that guy, right, yeah, right. That's yeah. the song. that. He, wow, that's an old reference. That is a very old reference, but you remember the sounds he would make. That would be your neighborhood, single. Uh, no. You don't? Anyway, <laughs> now, the neighborhood. Well, I just, I mean, it doesn't make sense in L.A. because everything's so spread out. Years ago... And Erica and I laugh about this all the time. Years ago, after 9-11, there, uh, a, 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 there was an email that went around, candlelight vigil at 7 o'clock on a Tuesday night, right? And everybody was going to take a candle and step out on their front. And it was really for New York, all right? Whatever this thing was, right? So I see Erica getting a candle together, and she's got this little paper plate, and she's putting a candle on top. I go, what are you doing? She goes, there's a candlelight vigil tonight. And I go, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. That's not, it, this is out Hollywood. Nobody's going to pay attention. And she goes, no, I want to do it. And I said, okay. She goes, why don't you do it with me? And I go, you know, <clears throat> you've been married to me for a little while. You know that's not me. I feel terrible about now. I lived in New York, but this isn't how I express myself. <laughs> but I fully support you. And she goes, I'm going to do this, but let me just warn you, you know, you're going to be standing on the front porch and cars are going to be going by and you might feel a little silly because nobody here <clears throat> knows about the candlelight vigil. Okay, seven o'clock comes around. She goes out in the porch. There are a few other houses in sight. Nobody's on. Nobody's there. Cars are just going by. She's standing there with her head down. So I go out the back door with my bullhorn <laughs> and go... 
candlelight vigil here. Get your candlelight vigil. She's dirt looks. Spike, shut up. Free candlelight vigil for 9 11 going on. Do you like that, Zuckerman? I, it's horrible and funny. <laughs> and now people walking up to Runyon Canyon for hikes are looking and waving, and I go, get your candlelight vigil, ladies and gentlemen, free candlelight vigil. And she stayed with you. She was uh, entertained and annoyed at the same time. This is That's what life is like in my house, though. Mm-hmm. That's, that's us. That's, how, that's uh, Erica and me. That's our kind of vibe together. Anyway, I'm not even sure where we are at this point, I don't Zuckerman, know, but I'll but tell you, I went on the neighborhood for Malibu last night for uh, to see yes. what was going on there and basically it's people passing their anxiety back and forth about COVID-19. Right. It is right. gossip and anxiety and women being nasty to other women. Women being nasty to other women? I I've noticed that. I've noticed guys who are like, "Look, I got to figure it out." Okay, so here's what I found out. Everybody's a doctor at this oh. point. You know, if you wedge your phone between your balls like that, you're going to get ball cancer. Really? I've never seen that. Yeah, these things are admitting all sorts of radiation. Don't trust the phone companies. You literally had your balls resting on your phone. And, and I'm I being would... serious. Really? Yeah, they that close. The... They Even doctors will say, don't put this in your pocket for too don't long. Don't put this in your balls. Don't hold it up to your head. Don't put, hold it to your balls. Definitely not your balls, unless you have some sort of titanium Vibration. ball sack that can deflect. You're going to get cancer of the balls. A, I was getting a ball massage. Um. Anyway, I'm glad we're talking about COVID and everything else because, um, wait, let me uh, let me just uh, promote this. Tom Segura is going to call in in a minute. Very funny comedian, Tom Segura. And maybe we should close this, uh, this door. It's a little too loud. Um, and then Johnny Lieberman's going to call in. He's driven the 992 Turbo, and I think he's off embargo and can talk about that. Um, <clears throat> before we get there, though, I told uh, one of our old sponsors, Birdwell Britches, is making uh, cool masks. That's another thing that's happened in this time. It's like people are tired of the medical mask. They want the cool mask to wear. Um, I know in New York and San Francisco right now, you have to wear a mask pretty much wherever you go. It's about to happen here in L.A. Beverly Hills, last Friday. Yeah, Beverly Hills. There goes the door. I love that. Um, <laughs> Birdwell Britches at birdwell.com has your mask. Um, Great service. Really cool camo mask, and it's all for a good cause. For each mask you purchase, a mask will be donated to CORE, which is a nonprofit founded by Sean Penn, working in partnership with the L.A. Mayor's Office and L.A. Fire Department to provide free drive through testing, which is what we need for high-risk individuals like Bill. <laughs> by increasing free and easy access to testing. So go to Birdwell Britches, or it's uh, birdwell.com. Check out their masks. They're cool. And uh, one get what did I say? One gets donated? Yes, yeah. buy one and one gets donated. And it helps Sean Penn. And those guys have been out uh, this core. You know, we haven't had much testing in L.A., but every time you hear about testing, it's always core. So Sean Penn doing the Lord's work. Um, anyway. Regarding COVID, one of the first uh, interactions I had as I was watching to wait to see if the schools closed on Twitter was uh, someone tweeted out list of LAUSD schools that are closing because of coronavirus maybe four weeks ago. And when I clicked the link, boom, 
picture of an African-American gentleman on the edge of a bed, very, very well endowed. Very well endowed. <laughs> very well endowed. And he's become, we discussed him last week, who would have expected? I love non sequiturs like this that come out of nowhere. I mean, it's wonderful. There's no relation to reality or relation to this virus. He's a defining image but this guy of this is a, time. Has become a defining image of his time. And as I've noted, he um, he died before he got famous, like Johann Sebastian Bach or Van Gogh. He doesn't. <laughs> he's one of the the you know one of these genius humans who had no idea. That he was going to be fake. He died before his fame arrived. And Tom Segura, when we talked about this last week, Tom Segura, uh, everybody pointed me in his direction. They said, Tom figured out who the guy is and knows a lot about the situation. So I, uh, I pinged Tom and I said, you have 10 minutes to get on the phone um, today, which is uh, Monday, Wednesday for you folks. And he said, yeah. He would get on, and uh, and he had he said he had a story to tell. It's been very controversial, Zuckerman. <laughs> but everyone knows <clears throat> who this guy is. They've seen him. They well, know who say, he is. They know. But... They know. They've seen the image. I should right. Say. They don't know it's his been, identity. Yes, they, it's been in a cup of cappuccino. <clears throat> you've got in the Jaws thing when the shark comes out. It's the guy. Yeah, keep talking. I gotta blow my nose. Blow your schnozola. Here we are for another episode of Seldom Right but Never in Doubt. I am I'm going to talk about him, but I have to pitch my own show here. So, <laughs> so anyway, I've seen him in everything. He's been everything. You said there was a Zoom picture of the whole cast of Seinfeld plus this guy. Yesterday, there was Easter, and someone said and a chocolate egg. Easter bunny yeah, with he, his image in the in Easter, the Easter bunny in the Easter bunny. Yeah, so... Uh, it's the zeitgeist, Ferriston. He's in the air. He's in the air. I haven't even listened to audio. I hope we have good audio. Let's see if Segura answers the phone here. Talk, Zuckerman, so I can hear check audio. Well, here we are again. Another episode okay, of Okay, good. Seldom. We're good. Yes. We're calling Tom Segura, second ring. Hello? Tom Segura. Yes. This is Spike Ferriston. How are you? Good. How you doing, Spike? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm here with uh, Zuckerman. Hey, Tom. What's, what's up, Zuck? Just hanging around. We're waiting for the big news. <laughs> and we want you to, uh, if you can, shed some light on this gentleman. And when we brought it up uh, yesterday or last week on the show, everybody pointed us in your direction and said you had a lot of information to tell us about this guy. This uh, this this Van Gogh, this this Bach, this genius who is has no idea how famous he is in this moment because he's dead, right? He's dead. Yeah, he's definitely dead. Um, yeah, I was you know I was like you probably getting a bunch of texts from friends, especially like when this thing first started to blow up like a month ago, and every day, and then they started to get funnier and like more creative. It was like the the thing I would look forward to. A few people text me every day with ridiculous interpretations of this. And then I was like, who is this? You know, I started like on podcasts. I was like, who is this guy? Because we would do Google searches and you couldn't find anything. It, w it would not reveal anything. I was like, how is that What possible? were your search terms? My search terms were like black cock guy <laughs> sitting on end of bed. Who is he? Um, things like, of that nature. Um, and I was surprised that that detailed search wouldn't yield any results. But <clears throat> eventually, I guess other people like me were like 
curious because when I while I didn't get anything, one day I saw TMZ. TMZ was found out that the um, the photographer who took that picture they found him, and they said like he was saddened that his image was being used in that way, and he wished. He goes, oh, the photographer said there's people selling merch, and he goes, I just wish they would share that profit with the family. So I was like, oh, that's what I'll do. So I I created a piece of merch, and then I asked TMZ to give me that photographer's number, which he did.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I contacted him, and he was like, yeah, I'm not sure his name. I was like, you you don't you just did an interview saying you know, you know who the guy is, and he's like, yeah, I'm not really sure of his name. I was just taking pictures of him. Like that,、um, <laughs> and he was saddened at the use, which is funny. So okay, already I'm confused. The pictures that he took, the photographer, was this pornography or art? Pornography. It、yeah. was. It was pornography. And, and then, he was said he was saddened by this use. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. By this use. So then I did a little more research and found. The guy's、um, ex-fiance. Wow! So I got in touch with her, and then she, the day that I contacted her, she goes, "I just found out about this today." So, meaning like <clears throat> it had already been a big viral thing that everybody was sending each other. And yes. The day that I contacted her, she was like, "I learned of this today, and it's a bit overwhelming." So I was like, "Okay." So 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 so, so now. Do you was he engaged to her when he died? Yes, he was. Yes. Okay. Yes, and and he died of a heart attack.、Um, he was forty five. <laughs>、uh, he played in the NFL. He did. Yes. What's his, and、uh, we still don't know his name, and he played in the NFL. Yes. Now we do. Now we do know his name. It's Wardy Joubert the third. And who did、um, he play for? I think he was on the Saints, and maybe he was.、Um, Practice squad or something on the Bills. He had like a short <laughs> stint. <laughs> It's the only short、uh, thing about him. The only、What? short thing about. So the fiance and you had a chat with her, huh? Yeah, she was really nice, and she was like, you know, I mean, you know how this thing is, right? With like things that like make us laugh and right.、Way. You see the the, the human side, and right, and then you talk to the person, and you're like, oh, because then she's like, you know, this is not. Like the only thing about him, she goes, you know, he's he's a dad. He was a deacon. <laughs> he was. Uh, <laughs> uh, she goes. She said he did the photos at like a really dark point. In right, right. He was going to lose the home that he grew up in, and、uh, he needed to pay for it. So he did the pictures, and you know, <clears throat> yeah. She just yeah. She humanized the whole story. Wow. And then, yeah, it's been a whole. Now, did he have kids with her? Or did he have kids、no. from a previous marriage? Previous marriage, yeah. Wow, look at you, Tom Segura. A deep dive. Now it's not so funny. <laughs> now he's a guy. <laughs> now he's a guy. Now he's a guy. It's true, though. I mean, I don't know why Zuckerman, as we all sit here together, and I have a production company, and I've got Tom Segura here, that we're not. Committing to making the documentary and selling this to Netflix, <laughs> don't you think? You guys could definitely do that. The Wardy story. Well, you have to be in it. You've done all the work. You have to be an executive producer. I mean, I would definitely be involved, and I think there's a fun car aspect to this. Too, What is the car aspect?、Uh, making a manual shifter in the shape of his. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so this begs the question: Was is that was that real that image, or was it enhanced, photoshopped? I've seen the debate um, that that there it might have been uh, enhanced in Photoshop, but she confirmed that um, if it is photoshopped, it's not that photoshopped. <laughs> wow. What a story. Yeah, it's wild, man. Um, and like even, I don't know, for you and your circle of friends, but um, it kind of died down and then like there's a new, there's, the internet is undefeated, as they say. Yeah. So many creative, um, you know, new versions every day. Yeah. No, the uh, Easter Bunny was yesterday yes. that went around. Um, that was pretty great. It was good. Yeah, the internet really is a collective like comedy writer room, right? With it just really 10, yeah. 20 billion people all contributing their one good idea they have. <laughs> Pretty impressive. <laughs> it's very impressive and intimidating, except they can't do it consistently. It, it takes some different bee in the hive to come up with their one idea. And when we all get in a room, we have to do it every day. Anyway, you have a new, uh, you have a new uh, Netflix special, right? That's out. Yeah, it came out um, a few weeks ago. Uh, Ball hog. Ball hog, yeah. And uh, tell us about that. How is it different than your previous one? I mean, I think it's just you know uh, the me just talking about more stories like I always do, just things that have changed. I think it's you know a bit uh, more evolved. Um, I certainly think it's it's a better one. Um, Netflix thinks it's a better one too. So. <laughs> uh, How do they make that judgment? Well, no, it just smashed the numbers. Of the last it did month because uh, people are quarantined. So yeah. I, uh, I got a lot more views. Wow. Which is good. But so yeah, they... it was fun, man. I was, it was the biggest tour I've ever done and, you know, got to shoot it at Austin city limits, which was cool. And what, so, it, um, what is that like for you right now? Not being able to do stand up? It's weird as shit. Mm. I've gone, we were talking about, we've, I've gone, you know, two weeks, you know, usually like a vacation or something, but I've definitely just crossed the mark of the longest I've ever gone without doing it. And then looking forward, you're like, oh my God, it could be just months and months before we ever get on stage. It just feels, you know, feels odd. It just doesn't feel like normal. Right. Suspended animation, a half-life. Does that mean you're going to have to, how long will it take you to get used to the water again? and get get up to speed well, that's the thing you know when you get back from those like i can only relate it to what i know when you get back from a vacation that first time on stage you definitely you feel it in your stomach you you know that you're you're a beat off and you you know sometimes they don't know but you definitely know and you're like oh, mm -hmm. you know, i need to shake the rust off but you know for most of us to think you go what's it going to feel like after three months five months eight i mean however long it's going to end up being I mean, the only thing is it'll be strange for all of us. It'll be strange for the, all the comics. It'll be strange for the audience. We'll be kind of, you know, getting used to it together, I guess. Right, right. Well, what are you, are you making your uh, family crazy? What are you doing at home? To Dude, keep... I wrote a book proposal. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> I, You've got uh, the podcast with Bert Kreischer, too, right? Do you guys still do yeah, that? Yeah, I got the one with Bert. <clears throat> I got the one uh, that I've been doing your mom's house for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I've got... One in Spanish. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm staying busy with that stuff. The Tom Segura yeah. Podcast Network you should start at this point. Yeah. I mean, it basically is. YMH Studios. We do Dr. Drew's podcast. We do The Honeydew. Um, 
So yeah, th- we're, we're cranking out podcasts and people, I think you'll probably, you're experiencing it. Like they love just the content right now. Right, right. They have something to listen yeah, to. I thought doing. Drew was over at, uh, Corolla. Um, I think he does one over there. He does one with us called Dr. Drew after dark. So why? And what, what happens in that? Uh, he does, he takes calls from listeners and then we show him like on our, our main flagship show, your mom's house, we play a lot of clips, right? And, we the more horrifying the clip, the more airtime it gets. So <laughs> we we play those for him to try to get Drew's sensible academic reaction. Right. Fun show. Right. He usually is like, "What have you guys done to me?" That kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Why, no. why am I watching a man swim in sewage right now? <laughs> <laughs> cool, <man>. <laughs> Zuckerman, <laughs> that sounds like your sort of show. Doesn't no, I it? would love that. <laughs> Wouldn't do it, so but I'd love cars? to watch you guys, it. What's the latest cool? You guys always have the best shit. What's the, what have you guys gotten in the last nine months? Um, I'm driving an 82 Targa that uh, as I refer to it as a ping pong car. It's something Zuckerman found, and then it ping ponged to Jerry, and then Jerry pinged it, ponged it back to us. And I think you it's let an me... 82? It's an 82 Targa. What blue is that? Light blue metallic? Light blue metallic, yeah. And it was, uh, I took that out to Malibu for uh, food, an essential run on a sunny day this weekend and lost my mind. It was just perfection, just absolute perfection. Um, You know, we've got that Zagato coming along uh, that's been getting sorted and the, you know, the details of that and the video that John Wilhoyt is sending that's old 356 is just killer. Really, it's, you know, at this point, any car you get in, on a sunny day, you can yeah. get about 20 minutes of forgetting what's going on in the world out of it. You really Best can be... Drive. Yeah, there's some amazing drives psychologically. The police yeah. are everywhere, and of course they don't want you speeding because the roads are empty, but you know, this is one of the nice things right now, is you can get wherever you want in L.A. quickly if you have it as something essential to get done. And if you yeah. want to just get in your car and roll the windows up, put the air conditioner air conditioner on, put some Leonard Skinner on or some Johnny Cash, you can get you can get twenty minutes of 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 you know vacation relief. and relief. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So the cars are really uh, handy right now. I know Mark Marin was posting like, "Can I go on a drive?" Yeah, you, yeah. And it became very controversial on his Twitter feed. But yeah, you can. What you do is you you you, you have an endpoint. Either you need food for your family or you do a good deed for one of your neighbors, and that's your drive. And bring Just your roll, mask. And bring your mask and, and roll it into one. Are you getting out of the house? Yes. Yeah, I mean, even though uh, what we do is ridiculous, we are, um, by the mayor's orders, um, considered media, so we still go to our office. But we keep a small essential staff there. And, um, you know, yeah, we're, I go probably twice a week. I'll go... Here in a moment, I'll go again tomorrow, and um, yeah, we just take care of it and then come home. We're so, so time. hold on. Now, you said, does that mean I'm essential media? Yeah, podcasts are covered under media. They are really. So, we're not breaking the law, Zuckerman. Zuckerman is sitting balls onto his cell phone again. He's got his cell phone jammed into his balls. Tell him why that's not healthy. Zuck, you got to have more kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. 
Never. <laughs> well, Tom, thank you for uh, taking this call. It was uh, lovely to talk to you, and I look forward to having you back in the studio. Uh, congratulations too, on all of your success. You've got to check out his new uh, Netflix special, Ball Hog. Huge numbers for Ball Huge Hog. Numbers. Huge I'm a Corona comic. Huge numbers. And, uh, and thank I, you for uh, Wardy telling us about Wardy. Yeah, and Wardy. Wow, what a story. What what a story. Yeah, thanks for doing all the legwork on that and making that guy human. Um, thanks, man. It's really Appreciate cool. It. All right. Hope we'll, to see you guys. Take yeah, care, we'll man. see soon. you soon. All right. Look at that. Tom Segura. And now I don't want to laugh about Wardy anymore. Really? Nah. <laughs> nah. I like... I like, uh, you know, you as he's explaining all of these things about Wardy, right? The fiance, <laughs> you know, all of these jokes are in. And you're right; I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Right, I couldn't say you're ta- it's at her expense, and, well, and I, right, and she's lost her fiance, and I feel bad about that. Right, and, and it was a low point in his life. He took the picture, isn't that? But that's a classic story, Zuckerman. Okay, you it, know when it, that's the old that's the old joke, it, right? You know what works about the, the picture. old joke is I took those pictures when I needed money, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. And then I like how how the photographers. Doesn't know his name, but doesn't like how it's being used. <laughs> yeah, well, that how guy's are you supposed to use that guy's that fucking very picture? confused. Yeah, he's very confused. You know what is, works about that picture, Ferriston? What's that? Because there's no arrogance in that picture. He's looking at you. He's there. He's in a very human pose, like we all had that pose, just not without the giant dick. He kind of looks a little bit like he is um, over it, right? No, he's, it. You know, I'll tell you what it looks like. It looks like someone posing in an art class, like sitting there with a bunch of people and students with their their board up there and they're all sketching him. Right. He looks like he's posing for a classical art. So class. he's a little bit bored. Yeah, he's a little bit. Uh, and that, I mean, for for gay porn, that's pretty tame. Wouldn't you say? Is that it's, what it was for? That's what you he know said. About, you know about gay porn? That's what he said. Is that I would, what I, I would imagine? He said it was. Yeah, it was pornography. So. He, that I, then is is because it's as you say it looks more like he's posing for art students. There's nothing really right. erotic about exactly. it. It's not. Yes. A, there's nothing to be turned on about anything in that picture. Well, you know, another way to go with this is we commission a statue for West Hollywood and drop it right in the middle there. <laughs> right? Doesn't it look like a piece of art that we give this guy his rightful place in the world? <laughs> That would be Mount Rushmore. <laughs> I'm sure. Has the Mount Rushmore been done? Have you seen a no. meme of that? It must have been done. It, how cool would it be, though, if we could get this done and then all of humankind dies and that's all that's left from our civilization? And then 5,000 years picture. later, the, night, the next <laughs> archaeologist in the next form they of just man find come that. along and go, what does this mean? <laughs> And it really does sum up everything that is right and wrong about our world right now. That whole picture. Look at how deep it is. I'm not kidding, Zuckerman. I think we should go in. Uh, I'm going to call John and see if I can pitch this out because it's quite a little story. And really, it's Tom Segura's story. I don't want to take his story, but uh, it's quite a story, right? And as you said, it's quite an experiment in dimensionalizing a joke. This, I have a lot of uh, experience with <laughs> because be, over the years 
various hosts that I've worked for would write jokes and really hit the joke a lot. And then the human would call and go, hey, can you stop? The right. Ted Kennedys of the world or the B. Arthurs of the world. And you'd hear from them and you'd hear how it's how it, they're experiencing it, and that suddenly it's not funny anymore, right? And this right. is a phenomenon that uh, late-night show hosts know a lot. The more uh, uh, successful and famous you get, the more you end up buddying up with Hollywood, the more it gets harder to make the jokes about people because you tend you know them now. Does that make sense? Understood. So it's an, and, old, it's an old concept. And, and everybody who's looking at this picture is engaging in some type of art critique. Right. It's, you, you don't realize if <clears throat> you are imposing your own perception. Yes. Uh, on this piece of work. Yes. Uh, and so we all can appreciate a piece of art. You're doing it right now. You don't even know. It. I'm a little disappointed that they photoshopped photoshopped it. But well, he it said if it is photo, he said if it was photoshopped, it wasn't that photoshopped because that that's what the fiance seems unnecessary. And now I'm interested in what football team he played for. That's what I want to go see, see if there are any player tapes of him running around. What a career. What a life, huh? I don't know. It's kind of sad. Then a heart attack <clears throat> at 45. Well, we got, uh, we got Johnny Lieberman. We can Lieberman? Call up. Johnny call Lieberman, Lieberman has driven. Zuckerman versus Lieberman. And I'm going to have to get my phone up, so forgive me. But Johnny Lieberman has driven the new 992 Turbo, which is a, more turbo than a turbo. Which I have been trying to get. Um, I don't know that they're in town still. I've been offered Boxsters instead. The Spider is not here yet, but I'm going to probably drive the new Boxster. Um, <clears throat> Porsche still has some press cars out there. And uh, Matt Farr told me about that. Which is good. I think they're the only manufacturer now who's got press cars and who will loan them to us essential press. Um, but I can't tell you about the turbo, but my friend Johnny Lieberman. Hey, Spike. Can. Hey, Johnny hey. Lieberman. You got me. You hey. got Spike and Zuckerman. Yo. And uh, oh. how are you, man? I'm good. Are we, are we live? Uh, kind of. It's recorded. But yeah, we're okay. recording right now. Okay, I'm going to go uh, hide in a room where the three-year-old hopefully will uh, be of minimum. Uh, oh, that's all right. Three-year-old is this. All right, I'm hidden. You're hidden right now. I'm hidden. Am I, gonna, I am, am I correct? Um, I think I read that you have driven the new 992 Turbo. Can you talk oh, about hell that? Oh, yes. Yes, I have driven. Hang on a second. I'm, I'm trying to clear off a seat here. Okay. You guys are five minutes early. What's on the seat? Uh, my wife is turning old curtains of ours into uh, uh, like uh, dinner towels, napkins, because we can't find paper towels anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Pa I was going to say that paper towels have disappeared. Really? Yeah. That's it. Zuckerman yeah. has some here, and he did, I'm, and I'm going to steal some from him when he I'll leave, give when you I two leave. Or three sheets. But but Funny. but why? Hey Lieberman, why are paper towels gone? My wife said I need paper towels, and that's that's been two days in my life. Why did the paper towels disappear? I think everyone realized you actually don't go through that much toilet paper, so <laughs> you got you, you got to hoard something. Um, I see. You know, same aisle, so you're 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 there. They're out of toilet paper, um, and you already have like you know closet full of it so all right i'll hoard the paper, More paper i can't goods. figure it out i can't figure it out more different it's, paper it's goods. all gone maybe it's manipulation maybe market manipulation 
Wow. Uh, yeah. The, the, the paper towel. Uh, Consortium. Uh, uh, the, the OPEC of paper towels. Are, uh, yeah, they're, they're rolling around in their profits. My, um, my car hunting skills have come in handy in finding all of this stuff. So while I did have a day of hunting for paper, I eventually found them. I'm not going to tell you how, but eventually I, I got a bunch of paper towels, so I will have paper towels. But it's it's the same muscle I use when I'm hunting down car parts. Just that okay. insane weasel persistence of, go, you know, what 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 is Clever the... caveman. No, what's the little muskrat? What's the little animal that doesn't give up that just attacks? Honey the, badger? No, no, they the attack the... Honey badger, the wolverine? The wolf, no, the cobras, the ones that go after the cobras. What are those? Mongoose. The mongoose, mongoose. yes. My yeah. mongoose looks and my mongoose, like, like <laughs> never giving up. Finding well, that check stuff. Check this out, and I think I think I think I can I can end this uh, part of the the, the podcast. Uh, my mom died uh, last week, the week I'm before, sorry. and uh, but anyways, uh, we, we buried her. I went back to her house and I took all her paper towels. <laughs> oh God! So, yeah, I did. I did. She was she she was that close to you geographically, or did you? She get... lives in Thousand Oaks. Yeah, she's like a forty-five minute. Well, actually, now it's eighty-seven mile an hour average freeway speed. She's. 25 minutes away. away. That's awful. And she didn't have the virus, or she did? No, she's been really sick for, for many years. Many She died basically from complications from a bone marrow transplant she had in 2015. Oh. Well, we're sorry uh, about Graf that. It's called graft versus host disorder. So, Yeah, it had been a long time coming. I'm, I mean, I'm making a joke out of it for the sake of your audience, but it's very sad, and I'm also like super relieved because her suffering is finally over so right i read I, I read what you wrote about her on instagram and you guys should oh, check cool. it out it was such a nice piece of writing you know well, and thank you it, it, it was lovely i it was so clear and so johnny lieberman it's you know i was really impressed with your writing talent and just getting that out you know so many hey, people man, feel obligated these days to write an obituary for everybody that dies on facebook and everywhere else and they fail miserably constantly <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's either not warranted. It's either about them on Facebook like, hey, I met this guy. So let me write, you know, seven pages about this famous person I met once. But, you know, then I read, you know, John Lovitz wrote this really nice thing about Hal Wellner from Saturday Night Live. That was just so yeah. it was just so perfect. And yours was the other one that I read last week that I really just thought was just a nice piece of writing. You know, you know, it, it's funny you say that um, it, only because, you know, I'm sure you heard about uh, God, it was last June already when Davey G. Johnson died. Yeah. The, the car, car writer. Really good friend of mine. And um, he's also good friends with Alex Roy. I'm sure you know Alex Roy. The, yeah. Yeah. The cannonball guy. And Alex and I ran into each other and we, you know, we, we hadn't seen each other for a long time. And, we, you know, Davey came up, we started crying and we both sat there and it's like, did you try to write an obituary? It's like, yeah, I tried to, but I just couldn't do it because, you know, like every every five minutes, another obituary was was going live about Davey from some other asshole in the car industry, and I had nothing left to say. You know, like, what do you, you know, I like, try to make mine the best one and make it unique. Um, and it's funny, like, neither of us, and we really knew Davey well, and we're both, you know, fairly accomplished writers, and we're both full of shit and going on and on and on for hours about nothing. We couldn't get our obituaries out. I have like a half written one <laughs> sitting on a laptop somewhere. I don't 
I, I have a theory that no one's waiting for these obituaries, right? You know, it, it, when when your mom dies, I think I think that's good. I think you're letting your family know and friends know that this person passed from a person that's who right. should write it. And it's a, I don't right. know if you found this, but when my dad died, I wrote the uh, the eulogy, and it's a cathartic piece of writing that right. I went into. It was difficult, and I came out of it in a different place. And you know, I I always encourage you know friends of mine. If someone's died that you know, write that, write it out. You'll feel better on the other side. The rest, the rest of them, forget it. We don't want to hear from you. It's it's just another <laughs> well, ploy for attention. attention. Yep. Right. The, the, I will say this. I was, the other thing though is, is practice makes perfect. Like, I remember when my when my dad died about twenty years ago. I wrote this like magnum opus that <laughs> I, I, I remember one line from it, but my sister still talks about it. But it was just it was just extremely long. Yep. And, you know, I think I think brevity is the key to a good obituary. You know? <laughs> uh, they, they came, they saw, they left. You know, yes. Kinda... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk cars. Anyway. We uh... yeah, 992 Turbo. 992 now, how did turbo. no wait? Was this did they the, Porsche is still loaning cars, right? They or, are. or was this a long Don't time ago? Anyone, but they are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. I've uh, Matt Farah told me and I'm already trying yeah. to get. So how long ago so did you, you drive it? Uh, uh, many many weeks ago uh three or four weeks ago okay wow. um, we, it was our first coronavirus uh photo shoot um meaning that we all met at a big turnout up on angeles crest uh photographers had spray bottles of alcohol and we'd get out of the car stand six feet away from each other and they would go and alcohol wipe every surface that you could possibly touch of the car right and so we had um it, it was me and it was chris walton who i work with at motor trend and then nelson ierson who's the executive editor of uh, automobile who um is in our office and we had two turbos two, two, two turbo s's uh and then we had a carrera 4s and a what was that driving oh carrera 4s cabriolet wow a no, real, real, real range cabriolet. So, of, of so those we had cars four porsches being sprayed with alcohol constantly um but anyways the the, the turbo so, all right, so you got to go back. Like, the last turbo, it was incredibly fast, and it was incredibly comfortable, and it was kind of like, wow, only Porsche can make a car that's as luxurious as any, you know, luxury car, but also is as fast as any supercar, right? Right. Um, and it, it could, it, it did things well. It could handle well. It could go around a track fast. It never felt um, special doing it. Now, Porsche made special handling cars. They made the GT3 and the gt3 rs and those felt great turning left and right the new turbo it just combines that like i remember walton climbs out of the car and i'm like what do you think and he goes it feels like a gt3 rs with a rocket mounted to it i'm like yeah it just it it, it just turns so beautifully it, it, it's such a it, it's just such an alive like or just the master of this but you can you know you can you can really hold on one second johnny i gotta i gotta move the we're running out of yeah. power here a little bit, oh, so I've yeah, got to yeah. move you closer. This, there this you is go. key. There you the go. people there want you to go. hear this. You're back. I think okay. you're in right there. Hold on. Right there. Okay, good. Okay, Continue. so I think what I think what separates Porsche from a lot of the other ones is that you can physically be very hard on the car. You can really push it as hard as you can push any car, but then you can do these mid-corner corrections, very fine, delicate soft corrections and and it can take both types of inputs and that's that's what this turbo does and i was so impressed by it just a just a miraculous piece of engineering 
um, that you know the Zuckermans wow. of the world can afford and will be very happy with. Like, it's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> little dig, little dig at my expense. Now, this is you're talking the regular turbo and not the turbo S. No, this is the we, we, both the ones we had were the S. Base price like two hundred four thousand plus the one wow. I was driving. The red one had like the arrow kit, plus it had. I don't know. I'm sure it was. I didn't look, but it's probably a two hundred fifty thousand dollar turbo. But it was really good. You know, wow. and anyway, what do did he did you share the stats? I was moving equipment around because our battery was uh, running low. What what are our zero to sixty sets? I don't know. We couldn't test it. So so Motor Trend right now we can't test anything because we test at the uh, the California Speedway out in Fontana, right? And that was deemed a non essential business. Got so it. the the one person that can let us in and out, they don't. They're not going to work anymore. So uh, we 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 can't test, which it stinks. Um, I've we heard the car. Porsche has been very cool. They're like, we'll give you the cars back and you can test. I've heard it was faster than the GT2 RS that it was going to be a monster like two four two five. Is that it's it's probably look. I, you know, I, I'm sure it's right there. The, the GT2 RS, you know, it's got a bit more uh, horsepower, different gearing. So horsepower is really your trap speed at the end of a quarter mile. Horsepower is not about launch launches gearing traction and torque um so it, it could it, it probably weighs a little less than the gt2 although maybe not because it is all-wheel drive but all-wheel drive would help the launch um yeah it could be a little quicker it wouldn't shock me but it, it's it's better is is the, is the key thing it's um like have you have you guys driven the mclaren 600 lt no okay so that car it, you know they say it has 600 horsepower it probably has 800 horsepower <laughs> mclaren they're just not they underrate everything they're just right right out of their minds and then it has this beautiful delicate steering and then other than that it's like it's okay you know it's a mclaren it's 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 teething um and so the the turbo s it has the power of that 600 lt and it has the steering finesse but it's built like a brick shit house. It's built like a Porsche. You know what I mean? So it, you have this this feeling of like solidity, and the car is never going to fail on you. And it just feels like a high quality product, like every, every inch of it. You know, there's no like yeah, but. Um, and it's you know, so I go back to my constant refrain with Porsches. Like the only problem with it is the price. But you know, the average 911 owner earns seven hundred thousand dollars a year, so they don't care about the price, and neither should you. Wow, look at those marketing stats he's got off the tip I'm of his so tongue. Already. Right? <laughs> so you, it, it makes me wonder. They're not making cars, things. though, Zuckerman. Yeah. <laughs> they stopped making yeah. them. It makes me wonder a couple of things. Is there, what do they do with the segment, the GT segment? If this car yeah. is this good, what does the GT <clears throat> segment become? Does it become eventually irrelevant? Where, how do they differentiate Well, I mean, be, because the, the turbo is going to be used like an executive car. It's a, it's the Everything stays the same. You, we all know the guys who buy the turbos and the turbo S's. We, we all know who those people are, right? And then... Well, but but our I'll, friend I'll say, here is saying that, that this car is like a GT car. Y yeah, but let the me, last turbo... Go I'll ahead, give you Johnny. two things. I'll give you two. Let me answer that two ways. So one, first, what Spike said, um, I think that the this turbo will pull in the, the, all the people that rushed out and bought the wingless, the GT3 Touring, right? They they want a GT3, but not really. This is actually that's this is the car that replaces the GT3 Touring, mm. right? Um, 
as for what Zuckerman's asked about, like, where do they go? I remember driving very well, the 991.1 GT3, right? And uh, I remember saying, like, I can't even imagine how you could do a better handling car, right? Four years later, they come out with the GT3, the uh, 991.2, which is right. better. And then somehow, I didn't see this one coming, the GT3 RS, which was like head and shoulders a better handling car than the regular GT3. So um, Andy Pruinger and the boys and, and girls in Vysok, they are, they've already built it. I mean, they, 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 the thing was in a Super Bowl commercial. Um, no, it, it will, it will, you know, it'll be the best when it comes out. And because, you know, right now it's like, okay, well, what are the best, best cars? This, this turbo makes a, makes a heavy case for itself. I still think like the, the McLaren 720S, um, they really achieve something magical with that. And so without having the power, Porsche could get the GT3 to sort of move around like that thing does. It'll never have the, the power of that 720S because that's, again, you know, 800 horsepower daily driver. But so the GT3 will never be irrelevant. It'll always be very relevant and it'll be the best looking Porsche as always. And it'll be awesome. So. Yeah, it, it it's always the same pattern for as long as I've been following 9 It's always the same thing. The the yeah. the normal 911s and the turbos tend to be the the guys in finance and the the man maybe not the Porsche purist, but he wants a Porsche and he wants a fast one. And they tend to be a little tame for you and I, Zuckerman, right. and probably for you, Johnny Lieberman. We don't want the turbos. We need naturally aspirated. We want quick response. We want. We don't mind the wing because we know what it does, right? Right, right, right. And as and much it looks and, cool. and, and it we looks have cool. we share a nine nine two right now that I love. But I'll Career tell you what I love is. most about the nine nine two is all the uh, connectivity in it, the wireless CarPlay, and the ease of use. It's really a perfect car. Right. But it's you know compared to a GT two RS, forget it. And compared yeah. to a GT3, forget it. Uh, every time, if you ask me to choose, I'm always going to get in the race car. And and with the Turbo S's as the and the turbos when they come along, they're fantastically fast and usable and amazing, but always a little soft. But always a little boring, right? Yeah, and then you isn't. you know this you one, just this go. One isn't. This one like this one's. I was just shocked, and everyone I know who's driven it from Farah to the guys I work with. Oh, uh, it's going to be amazing. Yes, it, I know it, that. The Turbo S is incredible. I, I, until I was, uh, until yeah, you see until the GT3, the yeah, GT3 yeah, yeah, yeah. spy shots and footage yeah. on the Nürburgring, and you hear the sound, and you see the cladding, and it's racing yeah. around turns, you go, oh, my God, that's me. And then they give yeah. you your yours, right? Yep, yeah. It's no, just it's, a different stake. This crazy. is the one I want. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. What I would be the GT3 just... of stakes, Zuckerman? What would be <laughs> the filet mignon or the New York no, no, sirloin? No, no. Or... It would be it would be a, a dry aged uh, a dry... ribeye. Oh, a dry aged <laughs> ribeye. ribeye. Right? It's got, yeah, it's got a little bit of everything for but you. It, like I said, though, like like I liked the last turbo just fine. It was great. You know, I, I drove one across country one time. They're amazing. It was fun. Yeah. Um, I was just shocked that they achieved a level of of uh, uh handling prowess and then also finesse though there's like a delicacy to this literal monster which i just wasn't expecting and like even even the um even the gt3 manual doesn't have that you know which car kind of had that remember the, the 911 r yeah yeah that <laughs> had like mm -hmm. a finesse to it that like either, yeah it was loud and it shook and it, it was it was kind of un uh, unpleasant to be in but it was it there was a just like a, an eagerness and like this, just, I don't know, again, I keep going back to the word, but a finesse to it. 
It was really impressive. It was, ultra, it was an incredible streetcar. That's kind of how this turbo is. So dial back. What about the 4S? You you drove that? Yeah. And? It's great. It Look, it's it's Porsche does this thing where you can't tell it's all-wheel drive. You know, the rear-wheel drive car has so much grip that it feels uh, four-wheel drive, and the four-wheel drive car is so good at handling, it doesn't feel, it feels rear-wheel drive. So I've never really been able to tell the difference between the, the 2S and the 4S on dry pavement. On snow, uh, I know that the rear-wheel drive is way more fun than the four-wheel drive. Of course. Um, but, yeah, it's it, it, the, the 4S feels exactly like the regular S. And how did the 4S compare? Because the 4S, of course, is turbocharged now, as we know. How did the 4S yeah. compare to the turbo S? Is there a big difference? Yeah, a huge difference. There's, two, there's 200 extra horsepower with the turbo, which is, you know, basically 50% more power. Uh, it's it, it's so much quicker. It's ridiculous. And, and look, the regular 911, you know, hits 60 miles an hour in three seconds flat. Uh, I imagine the 4S probably does like two tenths better. So God knows what the turbo is doing. But the the handling's way better. As great as the Carreras are, the turbo just I don't know how they did it. Maybe it was just the S. But it, you know, and the funny thing, it wasn't even on like killer tires. It was on like you know Pirelli P zeros, kind of what the regular 911s are on. So if you put a like, pair of, like, you know, Cup 2s on the turbo, I, I'm, I'm just kind of astonished by this car. I, I, I was not expecting it. And it's it's kind of how, honestly, the, I don't know uh, how granular you guys get, but, like, the 991.2 GT3 RS, God, we're nerds, um, was, like, a lovely, wonderful car, whereas the 991.1 GT3 RS if you were a professional race car driver, it was good. If you weren't, it was kind of a clumsy, weird car because mm. he had to like kind of anticipate stuff more than react to stuff. And it wasn't it wasn't great to drive around, especially for me on a track. But then they they like shocked me by making the point two. Like, they fixed everything I complained about. It's like, oh wow! And that's sort of how the turbo is. Like every review you'll ever read of the nine nine one point two turbo was, yeah, I'd like it to be more involving. Bam! The car is now super duper involving. Let's change gears here for a minute. Um, sure. What happens with the automotive industry, in your opinion? I mean, everybody is <laughs> around the world is shut down, right? Yeah, so, I don't know. That's a, what a crazy question. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's, I mean, do the models just do they just keep pushing everything forward, or I don't know? Does the twenty twenty one become imagine, the twenty twenty two? I imagine there's going to be like a six month pause. It's just, I'm just, I'm just still trying to wrap my head around like. Does the restaurant I like, is that going to open back up? Because, like, you know, I was talking to my wife the other day in bed, and we're like, I'm like, oh, baby, can't you wait to hear, you know, like, um, here's your drinks. Can I take your appetizer order? Like, that's that's all I want out of life right now, you know? Right, so right. The, the car industry is so massive, huge, global. I, I'm not smart enough. I can't, I, I don't know. It's, it's bad. I mean, Lieberman is making napkins out of dirty curtains. <laughs> I can't think of anything more disgusting than old <laughs> curtains, and he's making napkins and ass wipes. That shows you what the fuck's going on in the world These here. are not dirty curtains, I'll have you know. These are very clean curtains. There's no but such yes, thing they're... as a clean curtain, Lieberman. I do, I do like that that wife, my wife is finally going through and getting rid of stuff and, and organizing and making the house. I mean, I do like that that's going on in the house. It oh, sounds like your wife as, is doing a great job. Hey, listen, as soon as, soon as I hang up with you, I'm going to show her how to put the detergent bottle on the pressure washer 
and she's going to clean all the cement in the backyard. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. that's nice. Down. You yeah. should light up a cigar and sit in a lounge chair and watch her do that. I think you should just Kill leave me. the curtains up and wipe Kill your me. mouth and ass while they're hanging. I, I would die if that happened. No, that was, that was bad. Um, but yeah, we've got a lot. We, I mean, we're sort of done with home improvement projects at this point. It's like, Is she really not letting you leave the house? Have you taken any drives? I take drives. No, but she doesn't want, like, you know, like, like Farrah was like, just come, come over and do a podcast. No way. In my old studio. And she's like, and I was like, yeah, it's just me and Matt. I mean, yeah. And she's like, over my dead body. And she's right, by the way. She's right. She's absolutely right. Yeah, Farrah's different. Uh, yeah. Farrah's a giant yeah, I mean, germ. Farrah's definitely disease. You know, if anyone has One big germ. <laughs> he's doing a lot of great cooking, though, on his, uh, every, she every is. night. He's, he, yeah, he's doing a great job, isn't he? I mean, He's making me want to cook all of a sudden and uh, yeah. putting I mean, together these funny, really. It's funny, like me and uh, him and Magnus Walker are all like making cooking videos now. Yeah, it's interesting <laughs> to watch everybody. I'm still freaking out every time I see the inside of someone's house. Um, yeah. I watched Tom Hanks. I could tell that wasn't oh. his real kitchen, but uh, the SNL cast and their apartments was really funny. I don't know. It's very humanizing to see everybody just be humans. Magnus right? is quite yeah. a homemaker. Why? What is he doing? He can sew also. He's sewing? He sews masks. He can make pleats in a mask. Oh, and Magnus I traded, can cook. Yeah. I traded Magnus uh, a loaf of cheese bread I made for three masks for my wife. <laughs> and we're wondering again about the car industry. It's we're a bartering the, system. Yeah. But I know, but yeah. Magnus could be making cars right now. I mean, you know, this is an opportunity yeah. really to build and make some stuff. Magnus, can, Magnus is surprisingly capable. Cook oh, and yeah. sew. He is, he is. He, yeah, I mean, the other thing with him that he's got seven billion cars. Like, he's right, you know, I think he's, he's although he did just get a GT2. Oh my god, the thing is so cool. Uh, wow, it's a, it's a 996 GT2. Yeah, that's all right. Got, it, it, yeah, it's killer, but I've never seen one like this because so the interior is like Porsche exclusive. Um, so you know, you ever like, like, hey, who, who orders leather vents? Well, the guy that bought this GT2. Has leather vents in the GT2 and it's Cat just, Bob. It's just killer mm-hmm. interior. It looks so good. Wow! So I'm 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 all over that car. Uh, if we ever get to like you know uh, drive together again, that's I'm, I'm grabbing that one. We can drive this weekend. We can drive tomorrow. <laughs> well, but I, I can't like go and jump in, back and forth between cars. You know what I mean? Like, <clears> you can't. Do you can't? Drive. Okay. Ah, you shouldn't. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just it's just not worth the risk. Oh well, if it's yeah, your like car, if it's your car, NSX. there's no risk. If it's your car, stay no, 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 in your no, no. own car. I'm saying car. though, if I go on a drive with like Magnus, like I'll oh drive yeah, up, he, well, he I'm not saying that. Switch cars. The only thing you have to do with Magnus is put a rubber glove on his beard because that's where everything is. <laughs> that might be keeping healthy. Speaking as a, you should see my beard right now, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm you so have a beard too. Yeah, you're gonna have to wear no, no, a glove. No, no, but I haven't like trimmed it in like a, a month and a half. It's out of control. That is the hardest thing during this whole thing is to make the decision of, am I going to use this as an opportunity to get in shape and lose a little weight and take care of myself? Or (laughs) am I going to just really let myself go because who sees me? Tater tots and Cinnabon. (laughs) And it's hard. I mean, I'll tell you, I... I got out in front of, I got the spin bike, I've been modifying the spin bike to make it what I want it to be, and I've got the weights, and I get up every day, and I work out, but when I get to 7 o'clock, 
suddenly whatever my plan was at seven in the morning is gone and the peanut M&Ms come out, the popcorn comes out. And then by 11 o'clock, I'm laying on the uh, TV room floor disgusted with myself, passed right, out with, right. with cupcake Sobbing. on my, cheap, my cheeks. Yeah. And my wife going, I, I just, thought today was the day. And I'm like, I, 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 I don't know what happened. <laughs> well, you have, you have young-ish kids. I have a three-year-old, so any thought of doing anything is immediately obliterated at 6.02 when he opens his door and you know walks into my room, and then it's just like... Let's have oh. pizza. Right. But that's... Yeah. it. Does Kids aren't really it, because one of my kids is uh, eats healthy, doesn't even eat sugar. He's always eating... On, he's 12, and he's already eating perfectly. Wow. And wow. He, he it's it's worse guilt when you see that happen. Hey, do you want a peanut m and He goes, no, I don't want anything. I might have a piece of fruit. Then you feel even worse. Like, you've really... I, I, I've I'm turned eating, into my dad. I'm not eating tons of sugar. I'm not eating tons of candy. I'm just eating tons. Like, we, we, <laughs> well, we you're had, baking uh, bread. Yeah. Yo. Oh, cheese bread. A, a guy at work uh, <laughs> for my mom's uh, uh, you know, a funeral, or whatever. He he sent us a a, a platter from Brent's, uh, you know, the deli in Northridge, and um, it was enough food for like ten people. So I'm 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 finishing that platter by myself. Yo. Like, well, hey, since you just brought it up. Yeah. I don't mean to go yeah. back to this, but no, no. what happens when someone dies? Did you have a funeral? Oh, dude, I'll send you the picture when we're done. Yeah. So it was, it was, I mean, it was, it was, hey, honey, which mask do you think I should wear to the funeral? Um, so it was, uh, it was a rabbi. It was me. And then at the last hour, they said my sister could come. Oh, my Lord. Um, they, the the, the LA County has super, super strict funeral rules. And right. We had to send our IDs uh, in, ahead of time, and then at the gate, it was closed. We had to show our ID to get into the cemetery. Ay, ay, ay. And then it was my sister, me, and this rabbi standing next to my mom's casket. And, and that's uh, it. And we're and we're, by the way, my sister and I are six feet apart, wearing masks and gloves. Oh, uh, so odd. And then you know, it was a Jewish funeral, so normally, you know, you get a shovel and you shovel some dirt on the casket. Mm-mm. Um. They a no shovel, so they, they normally at a funeral, you know, they'll, they'll give chairs, a tent, uh, water bottles, none of that, and nothing you could touch, no yarmulkes, uh, anything you could touch, they they're not going to provide because they don't want to like take the risk of that the you know the cemetery is causing coronavirus, right? Uh, just because it's filled up with dead people, um, and a lot of people have probably been in, around a hospital lately, um, so no shovel, so we could we could pick the dirt up, but then. We had to normally, you know, they they lower the uh, uh, the they, they lower the coffin like as the funeral is starting, and then you shovel dirt on top of it because it's already in the ground. Uh, this was we had to put the dirt on top of the casket while it was still above ground. Then, once the workers got there who lowered it down, uh, we had to go back and sit in our car, our cars, because we couldn't be near the workers. They were really trying to just keep everyone at arm's length. So it was it was. It made everything nice that much service. sadder. The rabbi was great. Uh, my sister and I each wrote a little thing, and it was great. And we we laughed as much as we cried because it was my mom was a funny person, and <laughs> um, there was yeah. You know, look, the the root of all uh, comedy is tragedy, so we we had a lot of material to work with. Um, <laughs> but it's so, it sounds so surreal. I mean, I I even feel dark, yeah. when I have to go out and get get do some food shopping, just the people standing around in masks. The whole world is surreal. The idea of the emotions that you're feeling at a funeral and then the added weirdness of this thing. 
Good God. It was, it was, it was, it was a weird, I remember uh, again, like at my father's funeral, though, I remember just being devastated and sad. I, 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 you know, this was, my brain was just cycling back and forth to like, Oh my God, my poor mom. Then to like, this is so weird. Like I can't even hug my sister. This yeah. is so strange. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it was, it was really, it was really bizarre. And, and it was funny. My sister's like, I left my phone in the car and we get out and she's looking around. She goes, get a picture of this. I go, what? She goes, take a picture. All right. So I take a picture and then she goes, don't show it to me. I don't want to see it. And then last night I go, Natalie, I really want to kind of share this photo with like, you know, the, my, my social media friends and everything, because I think a lot of people are going to be going through this. And like, maybe if it's someone who, you know, finds me interesting, whatever, they'll see that like, Oh my God, everyone's going through this. And she's like, do not share that photo. Uh, I don't want to see it ever. And yeah, no, but like any good writer, you want to tell the honest story of what's going on. Cause that's why I asked the question. I I don't, I mean, I've read things that you don't even get a funeral or they just burn the bodies. If you have this thing. And I wondered, I think maybe, I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's different. You know, if you're dying of something else other than this thing. Yeah, it was so. You know, we you know, obviously. I mean, it was with my mom. She was so sick that I I called the funeral home. Like on, she, she was in a hospice, so we started her on morphine like two Fridays ago, and so I called the the mortuary and said, "Listen, my mom's gonna be dying in a couple of days. Uh, let's let's get everything in order, so we you know, so we're ready to go." Um, and I asked about like, hey, coronavirus, who can attend? And they said, "Well, we're following L.A. County guidelines very strictly." But they change them every five minutes. So as of right now, one household can attend. Hmm. I said, define a household. They said, the people that physically live under one roof. So that would be me, my wife, and my three-year-old. Well, my three-year-old would have run around the cemetery throwing rocks. <laughs> you know? so, so he's out, and we can't put him anywhere, right? So my wife couldn't go. And then the day of, and my sister was so persistent, she kept badgering him. Like, are you sure? Are you sure? And they said, okay, look, if it's just your brother, then you can also come, but you can't bring anyone and you have to stand six feet apart from each other. And, uh, you know, when and we're wearing masks, so, but it was, it was totally weird, man. It was totally weird. It I totally get it. Weird. Well, look, man, I also, oh, what do you got? I was going to wrap it up, but if you have something else to say, oh, I was just going to say, I was going to say, um, so, uh, before, like, this was like two hours before my mom died. Um, my sister and I were both at my mom's house, which coronavirus-wise we probably shouldn't have been. But what we were doing was one of us was upstairs and one of us was downstairs. And we're, and we're wearing masks and gloves. And my sister's hanging out by my mom. My mom was bedridden. She kind of lived in her dining room on a hospital bed. And my sister was wearing a mask. And so I took a selfie of myself upstairs wearing a mask, shooting my sister downstairs. It's kind of the same as this funeral photograph I'm talking about. And I took it because... I thought it was really, really funny, you know, uh, just like, look how strange this is that in the house we grew up in, we can't even be on the same floor. Right. And then I was a friend, a friend, uh, uh, Ronnie Bronstein and you know, Ronnie, cause he wrote that movie, uh, uncut gems, the Sandler movie. Oh, wow. And he, yeah, he's, he's a, a brilliant guy. But anyway, I sent him the photo cause he was like, how you doing? And he's like, Hey, you got a photo of the tragedy that's behind all comedy. <laughs> I'm like, my God, you're right. You know, like, it was just it was just the weirdest thing. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a very strange time we're all living in. You know, it's, I think it's just incredibly weird. Yeah, you're not alone. You're not alone. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, you are, but you're not. Yeah. Our condolences. 
Thank you. Thank we you. sent to you, my friend. And also thank you for sharing uh, the Turbo S impressions. Oh, yeah. That's very yeah, exciting yeah, yeah. that it's got the uh, the thumbs up from Mr. Johnny Lieberman. You got to drive it. You got to drive it. All right, man. We're going to hang up, but uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye, Lieberman. Okay, cigars on the other side. Cigars yes, other sir. Side. Cigars All on right. the other side. It's a good thing to say. Cigars on the other side, Zuckerman. Cigars on the other side. Well, as long as the other side is not like Hades <clears throat> uh, and, is, <laughs> and is somebody's porch. <laughs> well, um, yes, listeners, there you go. We've got another show out the door for you. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. It was all over the place. We had some technical difficulties, but uh, I think it all came together nicely. Uh, next week, I'm going to have on the show... Hold on, Zuckerman. I'm going to have a couple indie drivers on the show. Really? Yeah, hold on. I just got... Uh, let me check the email here. Alexander Rossi and Connor Daly will be on, um, filling us in on the uh, the virtual indie car season <laughs> via Zoom. So maybe we'll have a sing-along. <laughs> I'm sure that'll work out. Um and to all of you, take care of yourselves. Stay healthy. Wash your hands a lot. Wash your hands a lot. Wear your mask. Take a drive. Help out your neighbor. Don't cut up your curtains. Don't cut your curtains up. That's don't, a weird Don't do a thing. Zoom sing-along. and Don't do any howls in your neighborhood. People are on edge. But uh, do do check in with your uh, your elderly neighbors and see if you can Call do something mother. nice for them. Call your father. Because, Call your relatives. Because it's... Uh, it's an excuse to take a drive and these drives these save drives are going to save you psychologically but just make sure uh, you're staying safe that's all we have for you on Spikes Car Radio we'll see you next week thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio brought to you by Hangar 56 listen to new episodes every Wednesday and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you get your favorite podcasts <laughs> <laughs>